0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Twist, Turns, and One-Liners. This week, uh, we have a special guest joining me today. It's my brother-in-law, Doug. Doug, how's it going?
1: It's going good.
0: What's up? Uh, This week, we uh, we, um, are going to be talking about the newest uh, kind of attempt of reboot, I suppose, of Resident Evil. In uh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, I kind of left uh left Doug to kind of it's uh make a pick or at least uh, a few suggestions for picks, and then between the two of us, we landed on this one. Um, the others that were kind of thrown around were Doom. Um, and what was the other one we threw around? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? If not, it's no big deal. Yeah, I remember the top. Mad Doom. Doom was the main one, and then this one and uh I think I remember suggesting this one because I hadn't seen it, and I'm not sure if you had seen it prior to this week nope. this last week, so it's a good opportunity, I suppose um, I'd seen most of the the other ones, the other movies, but not all of them not the last like one or two of them, like whenever they brought Michelle Rodriguez back, that's when I stopped like worrying about watching them, yeah, I think it but yeah, there six of them I think I've seen. Yeah,
2: for sure 3, pretty sure no 4. I know I've seen 4 out of the 6.
0: And of the for those ones, I think 2 and 3 were probably my favorite of those. I I liked 3 a lot. I think it was extinction when they're in like Vegas or I don't, they might not be in Vegas. Wherever they were, it was like a yeah, desert a desert and all sandy yeah. and Mad Max looking. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that was a that may have been the first one i had seen front to back not on a made for TV version. Cuz I think 2 had been
1: on Sci-Fi channel a lot. That's right. Um, well, I think and this this kind of uh this
0: particular pick feeds into what uh, kind of a little bit of a theme that I decided well, it's not like it's you know, revolutionary or anything, but doing scary movies in October. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of what my goal was for these off week episodes when Carla and I aren't aren't doing them. So it kind of feeds well into that. Um but And we'll get more into this a little bit later. We kind of are also, we're also leaning into a little bit of a video game theme. So, and again, like I said, we'll get, we'll, we'll touch on why we wanted to do that in a little bit. But um, as far as video game movies go,
1: I would say, in my opinion, this one was better than I thought it was going to be, but fell
0: pretty short, pretty far short on what it could have been.
1: That's
2: accurate. That's exactly how I felt about it. I mean, I had fairly low expectations going in, want to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, but <clears throat> so it was better, better than I thought. But yeah, at the end, I was like, man, I just feel like they're, they they could have done more mm-hmm. with it. And it it could have been a much better movie. Um, I th- right.
0: So. I think it's. I think it's important, at least from my point of view. I think it's important to say that they could have done more, but. I think, for me, the better word is could have done the things they did better. I don't think they needed to do more. I think they did too much. I think that's where its biggest shortcoming was. Because if any anybody anybody listening to this, whether or not you've played the games, um, obviously, in and of itself, the movie works okay. Um I haven't played I haven't played the OG one and two. I've played quite a bit of the remake. I've watched a lot. I've read a lot about the games. I've played
1: some of the newer ones. But I think, I think what happened with this, or with this one, they, you know,
0: they're taking parts from the first and the second movie, and they're cramming them into one. And I think that's the first misstep, especially like we just, we just watched the post credit scene before we started recording because we both realized we missed it. Like if they want to, if they're putting these teasers in to hopefully make another movie, right? You, you blew a chance at a second, like in a second movie by including the first two games
1: in -hmm. this one. And I think also by doing that, you kind of take away from some of the, some of the action, I guess
2: right no I, I would agree with that i guess i think what i meant could have done more is more effort <laughs> in, in more detail about more some detail. of the things yeah yeah um because i don't i don't think they should have really made the movie longer i think that the, mm-hmm. the thing was probably about perfect um any longer and it probably would have felt like it was dragging right um but yeah just maybe some of the the things that were hitting like done more with those things mm-hmm and then left some of the stuff for a second movie, maybe. Right. So I could have, because I just, I mean, and, and we can get to this going in a little bit, but there were just a few things that I just think just ran too fast. Mm-hmm. Glanced I, over things, didn't flesh out certain
0: things at all. I think uh, I think that comment there is a perfect segue into my my first critique of this movie is right away at the beginning. I may or may not have brought this up on other episodes of the podcast, but I have a thing where... If you're putting text on the screen, there should be pretty good reason for you to do it. And when we come into this movie after we, I think it's, I, I want to say it's after the opening with the orphanage, like the Redfields being at the orphanage. I think it's right after. If not, obviously it's before. But we come, it comes up with this text on the screen while it's panning over Raccoon City, and it's saying Umbrella Corporation. Was here, it used to be a big city, but now they're the only people here, or left here, are poor, or whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, people
2: that can't afford to get out Yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah, it was a, uh, basically the city was built by Umbrella, because they, I mean, it was a huge pharmaceutical company, yeah. and their money and their people mm-hmm. are the only reason the city existed, and they're like, oh, we're going to go do work other places,
1: right. and yeah, I mean, it was a full, I mean, took up the whole screen, pretty right. much of text.
0: And I think, that's the biggest, that's a big... Missed opportunity there. I'm going to say... I'll just say this up front, and I'll, as we go, I'll get more into it. They should, like... And I think I I was implying it before, but, you know, this is Game 1 and Game 2. Just do Game 1. There's enough that can go on and make, a, like, a fun movie with just Game 1. And, I, like I said, I'll get into why I think...
1: Uh, reasons why, but... If you take away... Take away Claire coming in and looking for Chris, and you replace it with showing us that bit of backstory mm-hmm. or like even just
0: if if it's a stupid like cutaway where you have like somebody bitching at the diner about like in the diner scene, which I have issues with too, but somebody bitching at the diner scene about how they're bailing out, like you don't need to give us a title card. Give us three lines of dialogue from an extra, and that's it. And we can piece it together That's a shithole, right? Because they never stop reminding you that Ratcon City's a shithole. No, that's and very <laughs> obvious. Every time, every, why would you want to come back here? This place sucks. The, and then the, you know, the cops are like, I can't believe you're here. Why are you here this place? Nobody wants to be here. Hey, I, that's I,
2: my hometown you're talking about. yeah. Uh, yeah the yeah. one
0: waitress. They, they yeah. overplay
2: that. I really thought they overplayed it in the trucker scene when she's with him, because yeah. he just didn't Stop. And I think that was the point of it. Right. With her rolling her eyes like, okay, you've said enough.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that, that first that first title card or that not title card, but when that kind of comes up, it's like, okay, well
1: I guess we're not getting a lot of laid, you know, background laid there. No. But I think the other the other issue okay. I'll just go into this right away because I don't
0: see why not. So the first game is all is if I'm to remember what I was reading correctly. Again, I haven't played it front to back. I've hardly played it at all. But going back and trying to play the first game is very difficult. It's very the game isn't inherently hard. But just playing that old school game with old school gaming mentality and with having, you know, as far as games have come, going back and playing that. It's a little clunky. That's super clunky. But that being said, that first game is all about, uh, you know, in the context of the movie, it's that Bravo squad going up to the mansion to look for Alpha,
1: or Elf Squad, or whatever they called them, right? Yes. That, that's, the whole, that's the whole game. And other, obviously other stuff happens.
3: But
0: I think by slowing it down and, and scaling it down to just that, it would, get, would have given a lot more opportunity for slow burn stuff. But instead, we get a lot of extra, we get a lot of extra, like, useless crap with watching Claire come into town, Claire go to Chris's house, Claire going to Chris's house, going through the whole, oh, it was us at the orphanage, that's what this photo's showing, he's the poster child, I was the one that ran away. Right, and just pointless dynamic, and just being annoyed that she's there the whole time, and then just takes off. Right. Like, that whole scene, I was like... even know if it was really necessary as much as they did with it right and i think them having contact before they go
1: air quotes missing up at the mansion i think again it just it it causes or it creates this thing uh it corners them into like
0: Forcing us to like know that oh she's of course gonna go looking for a brother, but at no time does it seem like she really cares that much to go looking for him. And but at any rate, I think limiting this first movie to that first game would have been a lot more fun too. Because I don't again I can't speak for the first game, and I can mainly only speak for the remakes and the later games. But the games are all around these set pieces, right? Like, there's puzzles and there's big set pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So you go through the slow, quiet puzzles for the most part. And then there's these big boss fights. Any Every time there was any kind of fighting, it was, like, 20 seconds. And then we're back to talking with mm-hmm. a different character. Like, you know, there's, the, there's some spots where there's, like, a creepy zombie that, like, the person doesn't notice is there. And then once they realize it there, it cuts it cuts to like a couple moments later when there's like a bunch of them on top of them and then they're just running like taking random shots like, oh shit, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you don't get to really see anything. And there's not like... Like the fact that we're bouncing between that like Bravo group, uh, Claire and Leon, and don't get me started on Leon. <laughs> we'll get get there in a minute. But it's just too, too much trying to cram into this one thing. I think if they... They set up this first movie with Bravo going up to the mansion, doing all this stuff, really setting up Wesker and his like thing. Cause, you know, I think if I if I recall reading correctly, in the first game, Wesker he's they're with stars. They're like that's the other thing too. They don't really They don't flesh out, whatever.
2: I mean you stars can clearly right. tell that they're different a well-trained group right because i mean the the second um you know the second team goes up to look for the the ones that went missing i mean like their formations and everything like they're i mean they're all using like smgs or assault rifle type stuff Mm. going in like formations like okay this this isn't a small town police department right this is like pseudo like i don't want to say like spec ops level but like Like a private
0: like a private security team yeah like
2: None of that gets explained, like, why is a small town yeah. task force, like, so well-trained and well-put-together, but... Right. But, yeah, that's... Like... The stars is what they're supposed to be.
0: So, they go, they go up and start, and they spend a lot, like, basically have the whole, like, the whole... The, the first third could be setting up, the setting the scene in Raccoon City, and kind of the mystery around what's going on, and then the, you know, the two, second, third, and the final third are them going up and doing their thing up in the, up in the mansion so much easier would be able to flesh out Wesker's stuff because Wesker seemed like he had no idea what was that somebody was asking him to like, he gets that like, I don't remember what they're called palm pilot or whatever the hell it's called. It it was actually a palm pilot. Yeah. And he's, he's getting these things like, Oh, what the heck, heck is this? And he's getting this message that's telling him to do this stuff. And then he just does it like, whereas I think it's much more intentional at least if I, again, was understanding correctly, it's much more intentional in the game, where he's kind of playing like a triple agent, in a sense. Correct. Where yep. he's like, obviously he's a, kind of a good guy with stars. I mean, as much as the stars people can be considered good guys. Right. There's good guys in stars, there's bad guys in stars. That's something that gets fleshed out a lot, right, in the games. But, um, but obviously he has a, an additional agenda aside from what they're doing, and he's keeping that for everybody. Right it's the a complete third
2: party it's like not them it's not Umbrella it's like this uh, I don't know if you want to call them an activist group or, right, people that think stuff's going on with Umbrella um, in the movie he does so he does know he's gotten contact before the Palm Pilot Yeah. because um, there's, a, there's a spot in the mansion where he's basically revealing to Jill mm-hmm. that like I'm going to go down this tunnel that I knew how to find b- because of this and he's like yeah these people contacted me you know a few months ago Right. So it sounds like there had been like a few months of contact yeah, but but, it, but he does say like I don't know who they are. Right. So it's still just this yeah, and wasn't mystery. And he, kind of, he was he was so
0: kind of skeptical of it too, wasn't he? And that that door opening was kind of the thing that says, "Oh, it's real." Yeah. Cuz he sat down at the piano and like looked at this thing and then
2: played a key, note yep. keys which if I remember right. Can't remember if it was the first or second game that that was actually one of the puzzles. Yeah is finding the correct note sequence, playing it on a piano, and then mm-hmm. opening a door. So that was kind of a cool throwback to the games that they right. threw one of the puzzles in there. Right. But yeah, right. he just says, yeah, it's, these people have been contacting me for months, they're, they want to expose Umbrella, I don't know who they are, or how they found me, or how they found the info, but they're feeding it to me. Right. But then it just goes along with it, like, right. no big deal.
0: Right, and then I'm pretty <laughs> sure in the game it ends up being that he ends up taking, the, whatever he ends up taking, gives it, gives it to Umbrella. Yes, and then so that's Thunder. kind of where that thing, however that ends up happening, but in, in again in the context of the movie, that's so the, just that there is a perfect villain arc, 100%. for the first movie. So, you know, you get that for the first movie, and then in the in the post credit scene that everybody insists on always putting in there, you just give a little tease a Claire coming into town. That's it for people who know the games. They're gonna be like. They're going to know. They're going to be like, oh, it's Claire. And anybody, he... anybody who doesn't, like, let's be real, here. like, you're not, I don't think you're going to revolutionize the, you know, the zombie movie crowd who, you know, I don't think you're pulling in a lot of people who don't know what this
2: is. You know what I mean? Right. And, and honestly, it's, it wouldn't even be that hard to tie it together. Right. Because um, as soon as they, like you said, if it just showed her coming to town, the game people would be like, I know who that is. Right. With, with nothing. There needs to be no dialogue. But literally, it could have been the same scene that was in the movie. She could be with a trucker heading, yeah. so you can be like, hey, so you're heading to Raccoon City, and you're like, oh, who's this? Yep. She'd be like, yeah, I'm looking for my brother, yeah. Chris,
0: and then it ends, and you'd yeah. be like,
2: because if you just watch the movie, you know who Chris is, right. you're like, oh, his sister's
0: coming. And then now you got boom, a whole other movie, your whole, whole second movie. movie. Yeah. Which, oh, man. Oh, man. That's the thing, too. Like, with these, it's funny with these with these games, like, in the first game, you could play as either Chris or Jill Valentine you Correct. could pick and yep. then depending on which one you picked depending on that slightly changed who you were going to look for if you pick Chris one of the other people goes missing but if you pick Jill Chris goes missing and mm-hmm. you have to go find them so again there's your main plot point there's your the random you know thing to push the story forward but um
1: and then in the in the second one you pick between um uh, Leon and and Claire right so that's the
0: biggest thing. And that's the big, my biggest critique of this, of the whole thing, was just that split should have been a thing, instead of trying to force everything in. Because by forcing everything in, you you really can't spend any time on any of the fun fights. No, because otherwise, I mean, you you can't have a that movie would have. I don't even. I didn't
2: look up how well it was received critics wise, but um, it would have been worse if it was a
0: three hour movie. Right, because. It's one of those things where, like, you never really get an understanding of just how screwed Raccoon City is because it looks pretty deserted. Correct. Like, there aren't, other than the zombies at the gate, and there's, like, what, probably you could say 20 ish up at the mansion, like, that you end up seeing. There's the the small group that kills the dude with the shotgun. There's the one that gets into the helicopter somehow. And there's the. There's not very the random girl on the road outside of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. It's just one of those. It's one of those things where like, either you lean in on the horror and make it scary with not a lot, not as much action, or you lean into the action. And they didn't do it either. They kind of tried to do the creepy thing with the deformed orphan kid. Yeah, and like, I think for the most part, the zombie like. The zombie, like, tidbits, some of them were able to, for me, build enough um, suspense. But it's one of those things where it just everything had to move so quickly, there was never any time to, like, let anything build up. Does that make sense? Yeah, they split it into movies, slow it down. The only thing I'm guessing
2: is they maybe were worried about the success of it. I know there's been movies in the past that... They had intended to do more than one movie, mm-hmm. but because it wasn't well received, it just got cut off. So maybe they had a little not great confidence and were like, well, we might not get a second shot at this, so let's let's throw yep. stuff in. Um, yep. Like a big thing I can think of is um, Aragon. I don't know if you've ever seen mm-hmm. that movie. I mean, I the, they were incredibly well-received books. Right. Uh, I think it was going to be a trilogy, and then the guy wrote a fourth. I mean, all the books are huge, like Lord of the Rings, Link, the books. Um, not as good as those, but mm-hmm. right, right. really, really well done fantasy books and everything else. Um, and they kind of botched the first movie, which anyone who had read the books watched the movie. They were just angry, right? <laughs> because they skipped so many important big things. Mm-hmm. But then it just ends because it wasn't well received. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you, no one is gonna find out without reading the books now, be, because of that. Right. So I, I'm guessing that was a a thought like mm-hmm. we might not get a second chance of what can we fit into this
0: yeah i think that's most likely the case
2: <laughs> which might end up being what happened but right might have been different if they would
0: have split it yeah i think i think the other the other shortcoming is
1: feeling the need to so desperately fit i don't know if you want to say stereotypes or like when it comes to the characters the biggest
0: letdown for me is Leon. Yes. Because he's such a, like, he's a fuck-up. He's like, you know, they they really paint him as, like, this, like... So bad. Like, he's, you know, he's the last person anybody wants. He shot his partner. He's just kind of, like, sleeps through the, cra- the the truck crash. And, then and a exploding fl- and a flaming exploding. guy walking towards yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just, like, there's no reason for these people to just not be badass, there's no reason for it,
2: no, none, and that's actually in my, my notes here. That's one of my biggest things. I can just I can read it word for word. Why was Leon so bad? Yeah, <laughs> like that's the it's only like, thing I wrote. They he didn't need to. They did him dirty.
0: Like in yeah in the in in the games he's very cool, calm, collected. Yeah, I mean it is and capable. I, I think
2: they were trying to overplay it because in the story of Resident Evil 2, he is a rookie cop yeah. on his first day. Um, on the job. Right. But he is not that big of a screw-up. Right. You could portray him as a rookie cop that's a little unsure of himself without just laying into it
0: so hard. And it's, and it's that thing they do too, where they have, there's somebody who's very clumsy or very poor at what they're doing, but then they come in clutch at these random moments. Just, you know, like... The big one for him is the rocket launcher moment, like at the end, where he just pulls out and he's like, "Yeah." Well, I even noticed um just cause this morning I just played through it
2: quick and rewatched a few scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, when they lock down the police station basically, and they're uh, they're trying to get like the guns and stuff, mm-hmm. and they randomly hear a voice like, "Ah, someone let me out!" So they go down, and the the one like conspiracy guy that Claire got yeah. a video from is in the cell. Like he is also terrible on that scene. Like basically, the guy gets eaten because he's just looking for a key, right? And he's such a screw up; he can't even find a key quickly. Um, but then after Claire shoots the guy, realizes that his gun is somehow in the cell, gives him that you idiot look. Mm-hmm. You know, get your stuff together. You're gonna die. Yeah. Walks away, turns around, the zombies back up, just unloads a clip into him, and then he does this badass. But, reload but then like immediately this. she's like, "You good now?" And he just yeah, just flicks the magazine out, throws it in. Yeah. I mean, uses the uh, you know the the, the slide release, release instead, yeah. throws it down. He's like, "Yeah, I'm good." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. so now we now painted the point that he's no longer the screw up. He got his stuff together, Only but it happened <laughs> a little too quickly there for me." Yeah, maybe it's be-
0: maybe mm-hmm. it's because they painted him as such a screw up. I think too I think too they tried to reinvent the wheel when it came to introducing the characters. Like obviously in the in at least again in the remake I didn't play the original, but when you play Claire and then you go play Leon or you play Leon and then you go play Claire, you show up at the gas station. Like I think I'm pretty sure in both playthroughs at the beginning and then you like make your way to the city from there. Um but the way they introduce the characters Claire and and um, Leon was like kind of lame too like Claire was close it was close to cool like it was close to good like they followed like the the truck the trucker thing Mm -hmm. happens pretty much that way in the game and when she ends up coming you know she ends up what it what what ends up how does she end up getting like leaving him she is after they hit the person, and then she just says, basically says, "I'll make it on my own," and then uh-huh. goes into town. Yeah, and then his dog bites him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was licking gross zombie blood. But um, uh, yeah, cause she's like, "My brother's a
2: cop. We can help him." He's like, a "Cop, I ain't going to jail." Yeah, yeah. And then just like bolts. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, I think her going to talk to Chris is the big. Is the big downfall? I think I think a much more interesting thing. If if we're gonna change minimal things here, I think switching that. What happens there? She goes to Chris's house. She never talks to Chris, but the zombies come while she's there. That whole like that all stays the same. Cut out her talking to Chris, and she Chris doesn't know she's there. She doesn't know where Chris is. So because then it's like you know. She ends up following basically five minutes after him on the motorcycle, and you're telling me in that five minutes she can't get down to the police station before they leave after having uh, that prolonged conversation about what's going on? It feels like five minutes. I don't know if it was actually longer, but I don't think she was just chilling at his house for that long.
2: No. I I mean, yeah, 100%. Everything else about the scene could have been the same. Mm-hmm. The little nostalgic looking at pictures picking up his old like high school football like all those mm-hmm. things could have still happened mm-hmm. boom zombie jumps through the window right. bite it off quick find the keys to his motorcycle jump on his motorcycle and go okay i don't know where he's at right. clearly something bad's going down right better go to the police yep. station cuz of course he's a cop so that's the first place you
0: look mm-hmm. i remember now they are right, i just remember a little bit better claire and leon they meet up before they get to the police station and they c the, the car they're in or something crashes and then they have to split up mm. because there's like zombies in the way or something, and then they split up. And then that's when you jump into whichever whichever one you're, going. you're playing, which is why you which is why you have different starting areas at right. that point. You have two
2: different paths. Yeah. Right. Something like that. That sounds more accurate in my head. Which I mean they kinda did at least that. I don't want to say they did it right. They did they did get some things correct, I think, from the game. Mm-hmm all the character names and mm-hmm. the Alpha Bravo team, the name of the, even down to like, cause I was looking at the name of the pilot of the helicopter. Yep. They kept all that the same. And then the fact that you ended up with Leon and Claire as a pair and Chris and Jill kind of, right. So I was like, okay, well, they kept that.
3: They just screwed the rest yeah. of it up.
0: The other thing too is, isn't like, aren't Chris and Jill like a couple, even in the first one? And then it seemed like she, like, there was some weird, like, inner, inner, like, Yeah, they, they
2: kind of alluded that he was
0: interested. But then at the same time. Because they like, oh, like he's only got the, eyes for the,
2: for for Because yeah. it seemed like, yeah, because someone's they like, were, yeah, she's only got eyes for the big guy, I think, meaning Wesker. Yeah. Um, which obviously clearly changes later. Right. When he's, like, going to portray everybody, but.
0: But um, before I forget, or I'm kind of already forgetting where I was going to go,
1: what I was going to say. Um, I think the other thing, the other issue with going back to Leon and his introduction is, not even his introduction, everyone's introduction, they just forced
0: the introduction of three of the most, you know, high-profile characters in all Resident Evil, all just in a little diner scene. Wesker, Jill, oh, was Chris there? No, Chris wasn't there. Chris wasn't there, no. But... Leon, so the three of them, like these three long stay characters, just a quick like, oh Wesker, oh you rascal, oh hey Jill, like, <laughs> it's like, oh okay, I guess we know who these people are. Yeah,
2: I mean, the only introduction is the one dude sleeping, right? Wesker piles stuff on his head, so I bet you ten bucks you can't shoot it off, she pulls yeah. out a real gun and goes, nah, the dark gun, throws yeah. it at him, they get up, hey, they're I promise they're kind of nice guys, if you get to know us, walks out, scene over. Yeah. It's just like... like, There's there's no real introduction there at
3: all.
0: Yeah. And I feel like the best, the coolest part about Resident Evil 2 is just the, a bit of, the isolation is like a huge thing. Like, again, first of all, they're shitting on Leon the whole time. If we remove that, it's still not even, it's still not interesting. Because he comes in, they're like, he just comes in, they're like, oh, we're getting the hell out of here. It's like, What? I mean, worse than that, when they're having the
2: meeting, he comes in. He's like, what are you doing in here? He's like, you said everybody in here is like, well, not you. Someone has to watch the desk. I'm like, really? Yeah." shit on him again?
0: Yeah, and then he goes out there and falls (laughs) asleep in five seconds, like we were saying earlier. It's like, jeepers. But anyway, I think that, like, with the game, that's a big interesting part of the game with Leon's arc in the game, right? He comes to the police station. It's deserted. Yeah. He does run into people eventually, but it's like he's... It's clear to him that something's up, and he has some sense of duty in the game, right? To, like, continue to, you know, look for people, try to help figure out what's going on. And in this, again, there's just... there's That sense of duty just is non-existent, and he's just there. He's just like, oh, I don't know, I got transferred here, so I guess I'm doing whatever. And then when, like, the, everyone's leaving, he goes, where are you going? And he's like, you're in charge now, yada, yada, yada. It's just like... It's just like a forced forced isolation that doesn't make any sense again that all gets taken care of with the first movie correct because then there's (laughs) nobody there because like in in the game too like in the game you spend a lot of time at the police station spend a lot of time there and then you end up finding out there's you know stuff underneath it and all that stuff like how it's connected to
2: like the mansion and then the police station and the underground needed to be two
3: separate things
0: right so again by splitting it up you get the background of the PD. You get the the, the police station. You get the background of that, but the bulk of the action's happening up at the mansion. In the next movie, we come in, we see parts of the PD that we saw in the first movie, but it gets expanded upon. Right. And, like, and then you get your isolation stuff, because you get Claire
2: coming to find her brother. You can do the whole house scene, right? Then takes off. Mm-hmm. And then Leon, rookie cop showing up for work, like, it's supposed to be my first day at this PD. Why is it abandoned and like in tatters? Like right. what's going on? Right. And that would have made way
1: and, more interesting. Right. And
0: then you have these uh you have Claire and Leon meeting in a context where they like they need they need to stick together. Obviously in the game they force it, so you, you can't. You can still have that. But then you have a, we both need are trying to figure out what's going on. It'd be best if we teamed up. Mm-hmm. Whenever we possibly can, so you have that split up. You have them following, doing their own thing, and then eventually coming back together. But it's just, oh, man, it would have made a lot more it needed sense. To be two movies <laughs> it needed to be two movies.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the half of my notes here there was was would have been fixed with two movies. Like one of them was like not flushing out Leon's backstory. Mm-hmm. Like kind of annoying me the shit i the whole time. But then they talk about, oh, didn't you like shoot your previous partner? He's like, oh, it's a long story. Like at that point, I'm like, well, I kind of want to know, like how he tell, got to be that way. Tell
0: us something. Anything. Like,
2: like clearly he wanted to become a cop, uh-huh. but he's seems terrible at it. Clearly had something bad happen before. Like, I feel like that's a perfect setup for flushing out some backstory. Like, how did he get to this point? You know, maybe something terrible happened, and that's why he's, like, gave up, because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, nope, none of it. <laughs> just made the comment and then just moved on.
0: I And we we spent all that time at the beginning with the orphanage that... Again, to introduce a character, that, like to introduce kind of the bad guy, well, pretty much the bad guy, like for all intents and purposes, kind of like the current, in this, in the context of these movies, the current face of Umbrella. Right. Like with Birkin and introduce him in his relationship with the Redfields. But just like, like I was saying before, everything moves so fast that we don't have any time to sit on one thing. I didn't care about him as a character. Like, Birkin was just, it's like, oh, okay. Like, he'll pop up again later, I guess. And then we, we see him at the beginning, then we see him in photos, and then we don't see him until the end.
2: Right, well, I mean, there's that, there's a just random With his middle family part.
0: when they go to, when yeah, they're to all leave. like, it's like, oh, we got to go. We gotta leave. Leave. Yeah, bedtime scene. Yeah. Like, oh,
2: it's a scary monster dream. Phone rings. He just hangs it up. He's Pack your stuff. We gotta go. Right. What? Why? Although I will say one thing that made me really happy, mm-hmm. just because it makes me so angry in other movies I watch. He only had to say it twice. So he goes, he's like, "Get your stuff. We gotta go." And, and like, then, when the way it's like, "What? Why?" He's like, "The clothes. We need to leave now." Oh oh, okay, yeah. and then starts grabbing stuff. I'm like, whoa.
0: At least we didn't have the stupid
2: part where the little kid's like,
0: oh, but I forgot yeah. my blah, blah, blah.
2: I mean, because if you want to call this like a, I don't know if it's a full-on horror movie, but like scary movie thriller, that's like a trope they do all the time to right. create suspense, right. which isn't suspense, it's annoyance. Yeah. Oh, come on, we gotta go. What, why? But can't you Did see you we're eating our macaroni? You have 30 seconds to get out of the house, and then there's, you know, a minute and a half of... yeah. But just just explain why we need to leave. Come on, just take a slow explanation, yeah. please. So the fact that they didn't do that, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's pretty fantastic. Because <laughs> that would never happen, right. you know, the, the other slow way. So, I, I mean, they did some stuff right.
0: The, the problem, like, that's a thing, too, with, with those characters, right, is technically his daughter is a character in the second game. That Very important a, one. That has a big arc with Claire. Yeah, that we—that's non-existent in the movie. It Feels like once again they allude that it could be because at the
2: end, right? They save the daughter and then they—they they walk out with her. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, so there. I mean, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's that thing though where but they skipped a whole. They could add a lot more,
0: like the whole thing with Birkin and his transformation and him being a monster. Is he's a, a lured to her, isn't he? Correct. But isn't that the whole thing? And yep. obviously, we don't get any of that. Because there's not enough time to explain that.
2: Yeah, there's also a huge thing where she like has this locket on the whole time in the games, and then you find out that it has like the G virus in it. Yeah, because there's the T virus and G yeah. virus. G virus
0: is what he takes.
2: Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Um, and then like Ada Wong comes into that too. Yep.
0: In in the games, because you're like, oh, well, let's take this, and yeah. So obviously, none of that yeah. happens. I will say, though, as far as Birkin goes him his actual transformation and that shit was really cool and really good in my opinion. Like, yes. Um pretty accurate to and I like least. how they actually in a way
2: slowed it down. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed kind of fast at first, but you could hear like his voice was slowly changing as yeah. the body parts were changing. And then I mean the fa- the fact that there's two fights with him. Yeah. so You think that first one's kind of done and then when you see him again he's at that point transformed even further right she's like oh it wasn't done yet mm-hmm.
0: so but the problem again the problem that this movie presents with those occurrences too short they're way too short <laughs> way because too you, short. you have to do all this other stuff it's like that should be the big set piece for right. the, whatever it is like so in this case that'd be the it'd be the second movie where that's the big set piece right
3: mm-hmm. <sighs>
0: it sucks the mo- it's so again it's so close yet so far I think that's why it's disappointing. Yeah, Um, because if the whole movie just sucked, it'd be like ah whatever. But the fact that it was, it's like kind of decent actually. They had the right idea there. How they got there sucks, but it was the right idea. Yeah,
2: and that's what's disappointing. It was actually decent, but it could have been
0: good. Right. I think a big problem for me when this was when it was before it came out, like seeing trailers and stuff. A big thing for me with this one was I when I saw the people who they cast in those spots it didn't really pump me up because, like, none of them... I don't think they... It just seemed, like, no offense to these people, but it seemed like a lot of B picks instead of A picks. But, obviously, with something like this, it's... Something like this after how the first ones went, I don't think... I think the whole point for this is to keep it... Keep the cost down, my guess. Yep. So, which in, isn't inherently a problem. And, again, I'm... i Went in watch to watch this, thinking I was gonna, you know, not be able to stand it. Because you know, sometimes there are certain performances from people that are just embarrassing to watch. Mm-hmm. Like they may give you that weird, like, uh, feeling while you're watching it. I was worried about that, but coming in, like, I, actually watching it, it wasn't the case at all. Like, honestly, like, I really like the, I really like the guy that
1: played Wesker. Yes, um, I thought that was cast very well. He was good. I think, um seeing it on the card seeing robbie and mel as chris redfield on the card
0: was kind of like kind of like so-so and then seeing him on screen for a while is like oh okay yeah i don't mind this at all but then seeing how they handled all the action up at the mansion is just like oh okay eh, it's not that
2: i thought he did well in the part mm-hmm. um well see he of, did... you know the the what i would like my nickname for him was like soldier boy you know, because that's even the thing, like, he's, like, just a blindly loyal, mm-hmm. like, cop, soldier, but, like, right. he portrayed that well. You just all the comments, you know, like, well, this is my family now, because he was an orphan, all that. But, yeah, the action kind of fell flat.
0: Yeah, I think... I don't
2: know if that's his fault as an actor. No, though, no, or no, no. No no. no, no, for but, sure, But no. I think he did well in that.
0: Although there is that, uh, something, So <laughs> again, it's not his fault, but uh, something that always pops into my head when
1: when I see him in stuff um is uh he was in some like
0: low budget spin-off movie back in in the day where it's, he's playing like a high school quarterback or something and he like throws a ball and it's the dumbest it's like it's clear that this guy has never f- thrown a football like in his life, and it's just the funny. I'll show it to you later. I'm not going to worry about it right now. But I just always picture that whenever I see him and stuff, which is really unfortunate for him. But um, so a comment I wanted, I was going to make just to, before we move. Before I move out, Chris though is the guy that played him in the other movies. I think was a really, it was a really good Chris. Wentworth Miller, guy from Prison Break.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think
0: him as Chris was was a good casting, but uh, but we don't need to divert into those movies. Those are no. their own things. The, I mean, those... They're not bad. They're their the, own thing. They were their own thing, and yeah. I think they were...
2: I think the difference is this movie tried to put a lot of the video game elements right. into it. Right, Which is why I enjoyed it, because mm-hmm. obviously as a person that's a fan of the games and played them, love seeing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked the other movies, too. Mm -hmm. Very disconnected from the games, in my opinion. They like cameoed by having Chris in name as a character, but I don't feel like Chris's character in the other movies was anything like Chris's character in the game. Really,
0: I would, for the most part, I would say the exception to that would be the one where, the one where they're on like the aircraft carrier or something, and I think it's Wesker that they're fighting, where he's all juiced up, Mm -hmm. and. There's, like, the dogs are, like, in, like, the vats. It's,
1: like, a white, all-white room. Oh, yep, yep. And it's got... It's him, and... um, Is Claire... Oh, shoot. Mine's oh, been a long time since I've seen that. I think it's Afterlife. Uh, Ellie Larder plays Claire
0: Redfield. I think those two, as those characters, were good. But, anyway... Um, but yeah, I think, I think everything, everything was cast pretty well. I think Birkin was good. Birkin was good. The actor that got to play
2: portrayed that like very stone, you know, well, Mm -hmm. has emotion, but not really having emotion character quite well. Mm -hmm. He creeped me out in the flashbacks the hair they
0: gave him it's <laughs> yeah. really creepy but how do we make him look young well let's give him some like whip some weird side swipe thing yeah. um
2: but yeah when he just said that oh i'm just glad you guys you know like pretending to care about the orphans but like like his mouth might smile but his eyes were definitely not smiling right he does that well
0: yeah. i think aside from leon and it had nothing to do with the actor. I think the actor would have been fine if they just wrote Leon like Leon. Um I think Jill's character didn't get enough didn't get enough uh again for these people to be like like franchise mainstays within the game like just the dialogue and what little they what little they get to say and the little bit of time they're actually on the screen it just isn't it wasn't very because, like Jill, like if you don't know the games, Jill is like just a extra character. She's not like a she's not a big deal.
2: No, but she, she I mean, she's a badass. Is what she should be, right? I mean, and they try to portray that a little bit in the movie, but right. not nearly as much as it should.
0: Like she's like as far as far as this movie goes, um,
1: the only people who would cross me is like. Um, non expendable would be Chris, um Claire, and borderline Wesker. Just
0: because it's clear that they were trying to set something up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else felt completely expendable in terms of just the scope of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's clear that Leon was still kind of a front and center character, but at the same time, like. It made him too much of a joke. Yeah. And then... they kind of made him feel expendable because he didn't really do anything except for, like, two parts. Right. And because they're trying to cram so much in, there's no time to actually, like, give Jill any time. Where, again, in a first... In the first movie, if they split it up, the Chris and Jill dynamic, the whole Wesker being the bad guy, that all makes sense. That all makes sense. I'm going to start on the, the fourth member of...
2: The second team that went up that Wesker and Jill and Chris were in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's forgettable enough; I can't even remember his name. But man, they did not give him, yeah, like, like any introduction or anything. He was basically just on the side of the screen the whole time and then died. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that was the thing too. Like he's he's like crouching down, looking at looking at like the like a dead body or something. I don't remember. And then the zombies behind him. And you're like, oh no, it's gonna get him. And then he like becomes alert to it. You it cuts to. I think it cuts to Chris and you hear a shot. And yeah, because he's back. downstairs and, and then, he looks up and then... It yeah, cuts back again and suddenly to... he's backing up and there's like six or seven of them. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. And then they just all start eating him. It's, it's like, like, okay, that progressed right. quickly. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I think a movie, a Resident Evil movie, shot more like a John Wick movie would be very interesting. Like, John Wick... Like Resident Evil, the for, like the story is okay. The story can gets complex, right? Mm-hmm. Like with all the, it doesn't
2: feel that way in this movie, but yes, right.
0: The story should be complex. I think by doing it, like if you if you look at John Wick movies and how those get fleshed out, right? Yep.
1: You get think of the, and don't don't do a one to one too literally here, but. Think of
0: the Continental as umbrella, like in the first John Wick movie, you get or I guess maybe not the Continental being umbrella, but just the organization being umbrella right yeah you get you get an idea on how it kind of works a little bit right you 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 learn about the coin things. if you haven't seen John Wick, I suggest you watch it. It's very cool, very cool movie, very cool movies, yeah, but good. if you haven't seen them, you're not going to know what exactly what we're talking about, but um they got the coins, like, that kind of, like, are their currency. It's a clear, like, like it's clear that everybody knows they're worth something, right? They're worth yeah. pretty big things. There's these rules that are set up. Uh, you don't need to be told every rule, just the ones that are relevant for the particular part of the movie. And then outside of that, you get, you see all the things happening that teach us who john wick is right the whole beginning with him and his wife and the dog and then how that goes to shit right that's done pretty quickly and it's pretty clear what's going on i think i guess what i mean is that format would have worked with the first move with this first movie the first john wick movie and the first resident evil movie there's overlap with the format that would have worked well i think and then as you go into the second movie we already have all the background and kind of what umbrella is and their shadiness so then you can get more into the kind of you know we get in the second game you get um, mr x you get like uh, the uh, more severe mutation stuff so you can go into that without feeling rushed because you already have been you've already been prepped right on the kind of weird the, stuff going yeah you yeah, have the ability to ramp ramp
2: up at that point
0: right and then as that that's kind of the overarching stuff that's happening between all the movies. But then you zoom in on each individual movie and you can have those character arc, the smaller character arcs, right? The Wesker kind of like being a good guy, but then clearly turning towards bad at the end. You like solidify the relationship with Chris and Jill and whatever you want to do with the, the fourth guy. Um, <laughs> but then you, you get, you're like, you're on them as characters, right? And you get that development. And when you come to the next movie, when you got Claire coming in, looking for a character, she's she cares about and is looking for a character that the person watching also cares about because they've invested the time in that other movie. Correct,
2: and, and this is. one there, you don't because it starts with her looking for him, and you're like, who's she looking for? It he hasn't with, even been introduced yet.
0: It starts with her, her like, coming to see him, and then she sees him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we, it's like we're meeting her. It's like, and she doesn't come around a lot. So her meeting him at that time is kind of like they're getting almost reacquainted in a sense where like they haven't seen each other for a long time, which is kind of the same thing for us where we haven't like we can fill in those pieces because they told us those pieces, with the orphanage. So at that point, like it's basically like we know the same things. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It feels, it feels weird. But
2: anyway, I mean, there's one of my big bullet points here should have been broken out into multiple movies. So I mean, you're 100% right. um, so since I feel like we crapped on the movie most of the time, you're not crapped on it, but what it could have yep. done better, I would like to hit on some of the things that I, I liked. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> a lot of the the game references yep. I thought were cool. Uh, one of the ones I, I didn't notice until this morning when I watched a couple more scenes at the, the very beginning, I think it was the orphanage, uh, she was like the nurse or whatever behind the station watching Golden Girls on TV. Mm-hmm. I was clearly trying to make it seem like, hey, yep. this is the time frame we're in. Yep and in the background there was like a an ad looked like a poster it said you know first aid spray for all your cuts slashes gashes burns Mm -hmm. i mean clearly in the games it's one of the things you use just this spray that you spray on and it just miraculously heals whatever you have right so that's what they listed like anything from a cut to a gash Mm -hmm. our first aid spray i was like okay that's kind of funny right kind of almost making fun of like this Cure spray all. the cure all spray that yeah. really shouldn't work, but that's how it worked in the game. Right. So I mean, I thought that was like really funny. Mm-hmm. But I also enjoyed some of the vibe they threw into it. So um I mean, your sister even made the comic. She watched it with me. Like certain points where there would be like a character up in the uh, a window of a building, and then it would slowly just kind of zoom in towards that window at the speed. It kind of gave me like an old school horror movie mm-hmm. vibe. And even like when Resident Evil came up in that bold red right. on the screen. So, a few of those like panning, zooming moments, I feel like they were thrown back to more old school mm-hmm. horror thrillers. Yeah. So, I dug that.
0: Yeah. And the, like the, some of the callbacks were good and they didn't like, oftentimes in things like that, they feel too forced. Like the, just the cheeseburger and the truck driver, that was awesome. I mean, that's like if you, I, like, I, again, I can't speak to the original, but in the remakes, that's the thing. Like when it cuts to the, the the truck driver, it's it's zoomed in on the burger, him grabbing the burger, and then like taking a bite out of the burger. So that's like straight from the thing, Right, but the, not forced, like you said. It right? Was just it was when,
2: sprinkled in to the people
0: that know know when they fur when uh, Chris and them first come across the the first zombie up at the mansion that's like eating anything, and then it turns to the camera. Yep. Like that's straight out of the game. Straight out of it. Like the 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 parking garage and the dogs in the parking garage. Yep. Um, what else? There's plenty of other things. Oh, one thing that it was really, uh, I get th- th- why they did it and why they didn't spend any extra time on it—that it was just kind of an Easter egg. The different keys when the oh. when the girl at the orphanage hands them the keys and they're all the different different the, like the, the spade, clo- and yeah, club. the spade club. Here's a, a, a bit of beef I have with that part. Is the keyhole they use is a red, there's a red cover, you turn the red, they turn the thing, and then she puts in the club. Yep. It's like, that should be, like, heart or diamond, at the very least. Yep. Or, like, made it into the mural on the wall, like, maybe there would be a heart on the wall, like, for Missed like opportunity, for sure missed there. Opportunity. But it's cool that the keys were there, I guess, but... They, they could have definitely made it just a little better. Yeah. I mean, because with stuff like that, you're not going to you're not gonna actually do those things in the movie it only makes sense in the context of a game you know having these puzzles to go find these keys to get into these specific doors you're not obviously you're not gonna have that in the movie but so it's like a neat little opportunity
2: to drop as an easter egg like the poster in the background like an unforced thing but just as a right if you know you know you get a chuckle out of it or you appreciate it right um thing with the piano yep I mean, it was probably pretty obvious that the piano did it, but it didn't go into any huge explanation that him playing the notes on the piano opened the door. You right. just sat down and started doing it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that.
3: hmm
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's,
0: again, like, there's things that, it, good things that it has going for it, but ultimately, it just kind of...
2: Uh, music, I guess I would say that, too. I liked a lot of their, yeah. like, a little bit throwback song choices. Right, Especially at the points that they put them in the movie. Like when the helicopter guy's like, you can hear, it like, it's listening in the background, it's that, you know, what's going on yeah. song. And clearly it's like a messed up situation, but that's more of an upbeat song. Right. But it is a what's going on situation as he's playing Snake yeah. on his Nokia yeah. phone. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's, uh, and I would say it probably didn't need it because it should have been broken out into two movies, but I, I did a little bit like the time updates. I don't know how you felt about that. Where it'd be like, you know, because I think you really start getting them after he sees Raccoon City will be destroyed at 6 a.m. in the Palm Pilot. Yeah. So then every so often you get an update, 1.45 a.m., 2.30 a.m. Kind of drives a little bit of that suspense. Like, okay, we're getting closer. Like, We know this ends by 6. It's like, what is still going to happen?
0: Right. So I kind of dug that a bit. I would say, like it may, like it was it's good that it's there but at the same time it was it's almost like it's there as a crutch to allow them to do time jumps without
1: filling in the, the mm. gaps. Yeah, I can see that too. But yeah, it's I don't know. I think again, I think
0: I, I I just said it just a second ago and I'll say it again now. There's they had a lot of they had a lot of the pieces. They had a lot of the pieces but just it's I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's I don't know, common knowledge isn't the right way to say it, but it's pretty well um accepted at this point that the bulk of video game adaptations aren't super stellar. Right. Um some, some there's are better been exceptions. Th- some are better than others and there's obviously some recent ex- like major exceptions to that, right? Like the Super Mario Brothers movie, like it was it was really good. The the recent one, and we're not talking about the yeah, live yeah, yeah, that live action one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on.
1: Um The Last of Us was really good. Yep. Um But and again, there's there's others. I'm just those are the most recent ones that are the memory. And then obviously there's
0: other things. Like I was I'm seeing on here Grand Tristle came up, but that's not really based on a game. The no, game no. is literally in the movie. It's more based on a person. Yeah.
2: It's as far as Oh, I remember now. Side note, um the third movie that we were discussing um wasn't based off a video game, but based off a game Dungeons and
1: Dragons. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, the right. Thieves. That's right. That's right. But I think I don't know. I think
0: it's it's going to be hard for it's going to be hard for Resident Evil movies going forward because I think I think the only way for them to do it right now if they're going to make another one is to lean into this one. Don't wait a little while and start over again. I think lean into what you've already started with so this you, one. You have to. And just do it better or like do take not do it. Take the extra time to do the other stuff and I think just follow follow the games. Follow the stuff that's there. That's the biggest that's the biggest problem with a lot of these things, right? Obviously, you can't do one to ones and that's not what I'm suggesting. But there's, just like with Halo and with Star Wars, there's all this extra source material that they could draw from, and then they just don't.
2: No, I mean, that's one of the biggest positives of doing a movie, I think, based on a video game. You have a ton of source material there. You have pretty much a story laid out. You just figure out how to adapt it to make sense in a movie. Right. Tons of source material to go off of. I think... I think too many people try to go away from it, like, well, I don't want it to be too much like the video game, let's make it our own thing, and honestly, that kind of ruins it sometimes. Right. Or the opposite, when they try to force the video game things in. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it would be cool, it would be cool to get to some of the later stuff from later games, like, um like 3 3 would blend in fine if they had if they fleshed out if they fleshed out Jill a little bit more cuz Jill's front and center of the yep. third game um the fourth game would be a cool departure like if for some some they build in some way for Leon to I mean I don't know how it happens in the in the in the games I think just a time jump happens and he goes to wherever it is he ends up it's like overseas isn't it I think so. Like Europe or Eastern yeah, Europe or Russia or something like that. Which I think, I don't think they need to do that. I think they can keep it. I think it would be harder to harder to convince us that this rookie cop who's kind of not you know that competent it, apparently. It, they, it, it, would it would at be, this point because it, yeah, they it would be hard to crapped on him so bad. Right, it would be hard to get us get that back. So I think if you kept it more somewhat more local they could still do that
2: oh, I, I think it'd be super easy to do too because even stuff that they glanced over in this movie it'd be easy to flesh it out like you could do more with birkin's daughter right because in the game she had a bigger role right you could just in the next movie then talk about that just mm-hmm. be like oh we didn't know this when we saved her and now right. it's a thing right just explain what's
0: What's Nemesis's goal in the third game? I don't remember. Like, why do they send him in? Is it just to kill the re- it yeah. star? It's to kill the stars. Yes. Any,
2: it's it's just a a sweeper, basically. Yeah, yeah. To that's go right. get get rid of evidence and opposition. Yep, yep. that's right. Um, and, and really, they already set up at the very beginning of the movie the part that you hated. You know the big text thing mm-hmm. that easily set it up to go on too because they flat out talk about Umbrella for the most part leaving the city. Right. And then you find out all the stuff Umbrella was doing, so you're like, okay, they're probably doing the same thing in other places. So now you have a reason, a plausible reason, to go <laughs> find these other places, continue to investigate, and try to do stuff with an umbrella, because they've right. already stated that they're still operating.
1: Right. They just left the city. Yeah. Yep, I think, yeah. I mean, and then we go, I mean, and, yeah, I mean, you can see it happening. You, you mm-hmm. can imagine it happening where, Next movie,
0: I don't, I'm trying to think of what, where everyone ends up at the end of two. At the beginning of,
2: I, I think two is the end of two is uh, how the movie ended. It's uh, a train out of, under the, yeah, because they found a train leaving underground tunnels yeah. from a facility and then they, there's like a big fight and then they use the train to get out. Yeah. This is exactly where two ends. Almost positive.
0: And then how does, do you, would, do you recall how three starts with I Jill? Do, no. Three is probably one of the ones I played the least of. So I wonder, um, I just kind of wonder how Jill
1: ends up being, remaining. Because obviously she's on the train with them in the movie. Um, but at any rate, they could easily make it work. They can easily make it work. They just
0: have to not insist on, on shoving everybody they can into every other scene. Like it's it's hard to it's hard to root for individual characters when there's so many. It's very clear that Claire was the main character, like for this particular movie. Oh, yeah, considering she was the only one that kind of got a backstory fleshed out. Yeah, and she was she definitely had the most screen time and the most agency out of everyone. Yeah. I mean, even in the orphanage flashbacks, they were all about her, and Le-
2: um, Chris was barely touched on, except to, to show up and. Oh yeah, she sleepwalks sometimes and that was it. Every other flashback was just focused on her. So they were pretty blatant about that. Yeah. But I, I, I mean I think if they were gonna remake Resident Evil, this is how they had to do it. But I think the other ones I would consider they had decent success. Um so you're you're not gonna reboot that, that series. The mm-hmm. only way to do it was to try to be a little more faithful to the video games, which mm-hmm. obviously this is. So I agree with you. They'll continue. They need to continue with this. They can't do another reboot, I don't think.
0: If they're going to continue in the near future. I think if... so, this yeah, came, I guess this, it was a long the, enough period, yeah, 21, this, I think, two years ago. This... this, Okay. Okay. This came out two years ago? Is I'm pretty sure it's 2021 is when this movie okay. came out.
1: So, yeah. So... Yeah, I think you could... You could get away with... You could get away
0: with it in a couple of years, probably, in a few years. You're like, if we don't see anything about a sequel, and they may have already turned, like, they may have already said it's not happening.
1: Um, but you could, I think you could get away with one in a few years. Welcome to Raccoon City sequel. Is it happening?
0: Uh based on da, 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 seemingly getting a sequel
1: named after Light Gun Shooter The Umbrella Chronicles. When was that article from? That was from May. Hmm. Game Informer
0: Game Informer says it might be getting a sequel. Joe Blow says it's
1: getting a sequel. These are all on the same day. Um let's see. A report by Sudbury.com, I
0: don't know what that is. A new outlet for the region of Sudbury, Canada states that an eleven million dollar cash injection has been secured by the local government for twenty projects in the area. The for, the report first picked up by PC Games N goes on to state that one of those projects is named one of those projects is named Umbrella Chronicles, which is being developed by the film company Raccoon HD Film Productions, the same company behind Welcome to Raccoon City. So maybe. That just seems plausible. Yeah. Be interesting to see what happens with that then I guess. I feel like that was one thing with the with the last run of these movies. I think that would that was done well to an extent was just the actual uh nemesis monster in Resident Evil two in mm-hmm. the movies. Yeah. It was pretty dope. I think I think it was pretty well done. I think I think they really, 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 really should lean into the crazy monster stuff. Because that's what, that like, those, again, those are the big set pieces in all the games. Are these huge, deformed, just crazy-ass monsters.
2: Yeah, all the regular zombies in the games are just for jump scares. Mm-hmm. Which I think there's a few of them actually in the movie too, which I kind of appreciate. Because mm-hmm. that, that's what the a huge thing of the game was like the, well, especially it helped that the, the old version of the games, not the remakes, mm-hmm. had that, you'd walk into a room and it's a fixed camera position. yeah. yeah. Which is super annoying to play, but also lends itself really well to surprises because you can't move a camera. Right. Um, But that's all they were were jump scares and kind of like Uh, obstacles, uh, resource management, like challenges. Yeah, like how do you not waste all your ammo before you get to the actual problem? Right. Which is the big bats.
0: Like I think that's one thing. That's one thing that like that you that you can potentially miss out on these days with games like this like people already know ahead of time going in that like oh this is going to be one of those things where I got to make sure I don't like shoot everything or it's like so, like when you're a kid and you're playing you want to shoot everything right? oh, yeah. and I think when these came out back in the day like there wasn't a lot of games like that
3: because mm-hmm.
2: it was one of the at least it was definitely, as far as I remember, playing one of the first like hard games. I mean, outside of like NES games, because I mean, just beyond that, all, most of those games are ridiculously hard. From what I know, people said mainly for for replayability, mm-hmm. <laughs> so people didn't get bored of the game. They want to make it hard, so it took a while to beat. Um, but yeah, the fact that you could only save so many times, like you you had to yeah. find a typewriter and have the tape to be able to save. If you didn't have that, you you literally couldn't save the game.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, bullets were hard to find. So you you every time you saw a zombie, you're like, "Do I waste my bullets on this? Because I might not find any for a while." Uh, right. And I I think since then more you know games have implemented things like this, but I could be wrong. I think it was one of the first, right? And I think Which made it fun, and that actually makes it scarier, in my opinion, too, because when you can go through
0: just guns blazing, it kind of takes a little bit of the suspense and tension out of it. Yeah. And to be fair, too, like again with the first movie, I think they really could have leaned into this. Like with, with a first movie, that's what you do to like you know keep people interested and keep keep things going without. While well, also obviously you got to feed information too, but those slow burn, those slow slower moments that lead to like you know you know jump scares or bigger kind of th- things that open up into smaller set small set pieces, like. Again, like there's just no there was no time for any of that. No. So by doing having that first movie, you could do those a lot. You can still kind of incorporate them a little bit into the next one, but you can also lean into the heavier action stuff in the next one. It's talking in circles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, to me, that you can still have the horror aspect too, without you know, like like you said, if you had a first movie where it was more slower and less of the big things. Because I mean, think of some of the classics like uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Right, the big scary thing there was not never knowing where he
0: was and what he was going to be doing.
2: And when he did see him, I mean, he was. It's not like he was like sprinting and chasing; right. like it was slow. He was just there. It's so the same thing. Like you have these slow. I mean, I do like that they have slow zombies. Don't get me started on like I Am Legend. Great movie, yeah. But just the crazy sprinting zombie things just mess with me because I'm like, that's not what zombies should be. Mm-hmm. um But yeah, the slow coming towards you, but you're like, oh, I'm out of bullets. This, I mean, you can create a ton of like scariness and tension with slow speed um, which I feel like they
0: didn't do a lot of in this movie because they had to move so quickly
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'm reading through I'm reading through the plot of Resident Evil 3 because it's been bugging me that I couldn't remember exactly how it was going down
1: but or why Jill was still there and it's and I feel dumb for not remembering this but um, this takes place a day before the events of Resident Evil 2. So this is between
0: this is between the first game and the second game. Number three is. And it's she's at her apartment when Nemesis comes to try to kill her. That's right. I remember that. And she gets rescued by some people, other people kind of left behind by Umbrella. So once again
1: more right. source material for splitting movies up. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that'd that be kind of a tricky one though, to
0: figure out how you would want to do that. I mean, now they can't Now There's no way to organically do it because everybody's out. Well, sort of out. Yeah. No, I think now you have to
2: lean into, which I think comes in some of the later games is umbrellas, other locations, right? Like realize like that one's, I mean, it's clearly gone. The whole city was just right. poofed at the end. Um, yeah, you got
0: you got to leave Raccoon at this point. Yeah. I think it's still doable, which is unfortunate because Raccoon City is like the place. And they did uh, not waste it. The they kind of wasted it. They wasted <laughs> the movie, it. It's a terrible place. Right. Well, it is tiny too. There, Raccoon City, more like Raccoon, you know, township. It's yeah, hundred yeah. like, um, percent.
2: I guess I will say I, I did like a little bit. I could leaned into a little bit more too. How they showed some of the. Uh, spiral into people becoming zombies mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Because it he had that yeah. like flash with leon at the diner when he's talking to her and getting to leave that whole stupid diner scene mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like hey what's wrong with your eye and she's got like blood coming yeah. out of it she's like oh they started doing that a little while ago and then they very like they zoom at the police station in on her later like all of her hair is not gone but some more
0: of it is and yeah. she's
2: kind of talking but losing her mind and you're like, oh, that's the one from the... You you get to see that little bit of a spiral.
0: Same thing with the, what was it, Itchy Tasty or whatever, which supposedly that's from like a... That's like from a note, like an Eastern note that you could find Mm. in like the first or second game where like this cook is like... Writing in his journal and in his journal ends up writing like itchy, tasty or something like that as he's like spiraling down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's another little mm-hmm. egg that I wouldn't, I didn't, wouldn't have known. I mean, it seemed weird. That's why I looked it up in real time. It's like, okay, that's got to be something because that seems totally random to throw in there. But, but oh. yeah. Anyway, they, I also thought
2: at parts I, I enjoyed. I even like I told your sister about this when I when we were watching it. Um, actually, I called it out before it happened because I wanted to know if they were smart with the movie or dumb, like a lot of movies. So the scene when the uh the chief, I think, comes back after Umbrella shoots up his car when he tries to leave the city, mm-hmm. um and that he's the dog is after him, right? Yep. He has a revolver clearly, yeah. and then he pops two shots off at it, and then it disappears. Then two he shoots twice and again, and then two, two again. In. So as we're watching, like I'm sitting next to, her, I'm like. That's a six-shot revolver. Right. The next He's time he pulls out. that trigger, it should click. And it did, right? But, but Yeah, it did. But at that point, I'm like, if it doesn't, I'm going to be a little annoyed. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, he points it up and goes, again, i going to click. I'm like, hey. Yeah. They actually yep. had the correct amount of shots come out of his gun. Yeah. Because I think in a lot of movies, people don't pay attention to that. Yep. So it's one of those little things. I'm Although,
0: like, one thing that is annoying is the chief of a police station should be able to count his shots and know that he was out. All, the yeah, other thing too is why weren't there any bullets in it? Why did he have to load it in his car? You know, he gets out of his car and then he starts like, loading. Yeah. Yeah. What well, cop
2: I mean he clearly it's not like he pulled it out of a case. Right. It was in his holster. Yeah. Empty. What kind of cop drives around with an emptied gun in his yeah. holster? Yeah.
3: Clearly a bad one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, I think um from here we can we can kinda do I don't I didn't I didn't um I didn't prep you or warn you on this in the first place, and I always cheat anyway. And we don't need to follow it to a T. But we have a couple little running segments that we do. Um, the first one that we should do, and I've already done it throughout this whole this whole thing. This yep. whole thing has been a spinoff or kill off kind of yep thing for me, where I've kind of just been talking about the better ways to do it or the different ways to do it. I think the spinoff for this isn't a spinoff at all. It's just a continuation, continuation, and picking actually picking a a focus instead of you know having all these characters be at the front um but I think and there was wasn't any there wasn't enough time on
1: any one person to really do the whole like kill off thing there was i mean it's funny it's funny that like everybody that gets screen time is responsible
0: for any of the major things that happen. There aren't, there are hardly any, there's hardly anybody that ever comes on screen that I'm trying to think how how to explain what I'm saying. So we get the truck driver. The truck driver getting bit is what's responsible for busting, blowing up right in front of the, right in front of the police station. He comes in burning the, like you were saying, we were assuming it was the same woman from the diner at the gate of the police station. Then we get like, 10 or 15 zombies. out. There. It may have been more, but a, a, a group of zombies outside. But, like, every... There's not, like... It just so happens that everybody on screen is responsible for everything that happens, if that right. makes sense. I, I mean, even, like, the
2: the guy, the guy from the jail cell. The yeah. crazy guy. Like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, I'm like, no. Like, because I remember uh, Claire shows right. Chris the that's tape. And that's the whole reason she's, she's, she's in the city, yeah, because yeah. she's getting this information that something weird is happening in the city. Yeah. Like, well, no, he according to the movie's plot if he wasn't there she wouldn't have come to the city so i'm like no, that was necessary
0: even, yeah even that guy yeah but yeah i don't know the main thing's the whole the idea of kind of spin off it more just continuation better flushing out
1: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know how you do an actual spin off i mean you could do a little bit of a throwback to, like a prequel that
2: focuses more on the umbrella side of things. Yeah, maybe true, true. Um maybe not like a hero story like somebody stops them, but just like a the beginnings of umbrella and just going through how they are creating the virus and then basically what leads to them, you know, end it at them at the beginning of the first movie, right? Where they're they're like, We gotta we have an accident here and we gotta get out of Raccoon City. But like what development led up to that? Yeah. I guess maybe.
0: I guess you could another way you could spin it and it's it was kind of it's i'm kind of cheating here or it's not what it wasn't my initial thought but it's definitely what i'm thinking about now um the first resident evil movie from the original group um there was uh, there was that subplot where she was uh um uh alice right she was she was part of like uh an attempt to smuggle secrets out and I think it could be interesting to go down the ro- the route of how Umbrella ended up getting to that point, but do it from the perspective of a whistleblower being like the main character. Okay. And I mean, so it's clear that
2: they have whistleblowers because I mean part right. of this movie was this group obviously had a hold of some of their secrets. I mean, whatever mystery group that you never find out what it is that was giving um Wesker. Yeah, Wesker his his that's, information. So a perspective of somebody from that organization. Yeah, that's how they got the right.
0: And that's and that's kind of one of those things where like either at the height of the of the main act of the of the movie or like towards the end of the movie is when they contact Wesker about what's going on or like that's where that exchange of information mm-hmm. like we get to see where that overlap is. Or like and at the same time too you could better introduce Ada Wong cuz she's kind of She's kind of that, like, you know, trying to get the dirt sort of thing. I mean, for her own other reasons, but... Right, but I mean, yeah, you could have to give her a much bigger part right, in that movie, too. I mean, she'd have to be more front... She'd have to be... Not front and center, necessarily, but she would definitely have to be more prominent in the next one. But it's just... The problem is, everybody lived that matters. Obviously, they need to. If they had killed off one of the mainstay characters... They would have never gotten a sequel because everyone would have been so pissed. No, I'm just kidding. but it's it's just gonna be tough it's gonna be tough to the position they're in. it's gonna be so tough to focus more in on a couple of characters and without like you have to mention the other characters at least in some fashion, but like if you're not showing them on screen, there it'll be too long between the last time they were on screen for anybody to care about them. you'll miss them regardless whether or not they should be there. Does that make sense? So, uh-huh. like, if we didn't see Wesker for whatever reason, I'm not saying we would or wouldn't, but, like, it'd be like, oh, that's dumb. Why, like, no mention of him at all? Which, I mean, honestly would make a little bit of sense because they think he's dead. I don't know where he's at. So if we didn't hear from him for a while, that wouldn't be a huge deal. But just the fact that everyone is together, yep. we need to, get, we need to split them up. We need to split them up. Because otherwise there's no, there's no drama because, I mean, even if it's one, if it's one person, if it's all of them together, you know, none of them are likely to die because they can't kill them all. There's, if you, but if you have one character and you know that one character can't die, that's fine because other characters can die. Other mistakes can happen. But when everybody has plot armor, because they would have to bake it in there, they would have to. You can't just kill Jill because all well, we need to kill somebody. That's why they didn't kill any of the named character, the main named characters.
2: No, no, you do need to split them up. Well, I think you even if they made a movie going forward, you probably should split them up, which I they could easily do. You take Chris and Jill with the uh, daughter that they saved, and to try to kind of figure out what's going on with her, and, and that would make sense, right? Because Chris has this sense of like loyalty and you know all that, so I feel like you would want to do that, and then. Claire has a clear vendetta towards umbrella because she was the one that was the most affected. They tried experimenting on her when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. So she could take Leon with her and give like the smallest time skip. It doesn't need to be a huge one, but that's how you could make Leon just suck less Mm -hmm. because they make it pretty clear that Claire knows her way around a gun and picks the lock to get into her brother's house. Like, yeah. She's kind of a badass. Yep. And she just makes the comment, like, while well, I ran away when I was longer, I, I had to figure a lot of things out. So when we get a small time skip with just Leon and her going somewhere to, like, after the other umbrella locations, it would be plausible that he would then be more of a badass because he'd be like, oh, well, she showed him the ropes because she, she knows it. Yeah. Spending time with her went, like, that could fix that a little bit without it being a complete plot hole.
0: I think, yeah, I think along, I think in that same route, like, the whole thing is, like, the stars people... Like, Chris and Jill, and then they go on to, like, found their own, like, organization. Like, that's against, like, yeah. this stuff. I think we could we could almost jump to the beginnings of that and have that kind of be the avenue of, of, in which they were able to beef up his prowess a bit. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, you're playing with timelines, but we're already playing with timelines, <laughs> yeah. so. At this point, trying to fix timelines. Yeah. All right. The other the other segment is favorite quote. I don't really have a particular one. I think the only particular spot that that hung up on me that was really like a, a little bit too forced. I mean, it they didn't force humor into this very much, but when he but when uh, she's talking about talking to the talking to the one guy in a chat room, and he's like, "What the fuck's a chat room?" Mm. It's like stupid shit like like you no know, place on the internet where people could do other chat. yeah that's the only that's the only thing that like it's it's clear that it's the late 90s you've said it a hundred times and you've shown a hundred things from the late night like from the 90s yeah, like golden I, girls on the TV we yeah. get it we get it he It's the n- 90s Nokia okay snake
2: yeah which I'm I'm still glad they did that because yeah. that was the
1: best um yeah I mean I guess I don't have a huge favorite yeah. quote either I mean the movie moved a little too quickly I mean it was I guess,
2: kind of. That's not even man it's not even like, a real badass moment. But when the chief shoots the flaming zombie that walked in, the trucker, the thing, and that wakes Leanne up. He's like, jeez, we should call somebody. He's like, who are you going to call? We're the cops. Yeah. That part. And then also when he, like, puts the guy with the fire extinguisher and he shot him, he's like, we can't just leave him here. We should help him. He's like, I, looks at the charred
0: shot body. He's like,
2: I'm pretty sure it's beyond help, but, and then just walks away. Yep. I'm
0: like, all right. Unfortunately, another shitting on Leon moment. Another shitting on Leon moment on this episode
1: of Shitting on Leon. (laughs) Just rename the movie. All right, Leon sucks. So as we start to wrap up here, I want to
0: take us back to the very beginning of this episode when I brought up kind of why a partial reason as to why we wanted we ended up picking a uh, video game theme movie, and this is kind of the first. Recorded record of this of this being a thing. But um, Doug and I intend uh, in the near future um, to launch a yet-to-be-named podcast on video games. Um, to be a little bit more specific, the idea is to follow a format kind of similar to this where we get together on... And pick it. Pick a game to play from basically any, any generation of gaming that we can come up to, care to come up with, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And play the game together. Kind of take turns playing while we kind of discuss the game and how we feel. I don't know how we how we feel about playing it. How we feel about how it plays and how it kind of. Um, sparks various conversations a lot yeah. like that. What break, we're doing it, here. break it down Just like
2: breaking down the movie right. What What did you like about it What could have been different What would have been better right. Same thing Just just on the form of games Right I mean I personally Was kind of leaning towards A little bit more retro I mean you don't have to go All the way yeah. to like Game Boy NES Right A little bit older games But Yep yeah. Then there's some really Good new ones that I'd want To talk about too Right Or play an old one And then play a remake of it We've been talking about Games and remakes Of Resident Evil all
0: the time
1: Right Makes it interesting But uh, yeah I think it'd be fun Yep we're uh we're still
0: kind of uh, plotting out the format in terms of whether or not we're gonna go audio only like this one this podcast uh if we wanna have a video component to it uh but um i'll uh I'll be sure to um announce here as well when when we end up going live with that but um we just wanted to uh put it on record that it's that it's in in progress in pro in the process of getting that around and um choosing a video game themed movie also a horror themed movie for the month of october was a kind of the plan behind this one
1: um so yeah stay tuned for that um otherwise uh If you have uh, any uh,
0: feedback or comments on our podcast here, Twist Turns and One-Liners, you can follow us on Instagram at Twist Turns and One-Liners, on Twitter at uh, at TTOLpod. You can find us on YouTube now. Uh, It's audio only still, but at Twist Turns and One-Liners on YouTube. Uh, those won't post super regularly sometimes, uh, for some reason at this point in time, I can't schedule those ones with my regular scheduler. So sometimes I forget. So sometimes they go up a couple at a time a week late, but they do make their way there eventually. I think most, most of our listeners are probably finding us on other platforms. Anyway, uh, you can also email us at twist turns, one liners at gmail.com, uh, looking for any kind of feedback, uh, things you like, things you don't like about our podcast, Uh, Movie suggestions are huge. Um, We're real big advocates for those. So if you have any that you want to see, go ahead and send them our way. Um, And uh, also uh, take a second and uh, rate us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Um, That would also be a great help to us. But, uh,
1: Doug, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you next time.